Welcome to NYC Now, your source for local news in and around New York City from WNYC. It's Monday, November 27. Here's the midday news from Kerry Nolan. Police are searching for a suspect in a triple homicide at an apartment building in the Bronx where three people, including a five-year-old boy, were found stabbed to death early Sunday. Modhaven bodega owner Ali Dahan says the victims often came into or passed by his store next to the building. The lady I used to see her every morning taking her kids to the school. And the uh, Indian man, he used to come here like around this time, buying a calf or coffee every day. And there was very quiet people. Police identified the victims as 38-year-old Jonathan Rivera, 33-year-old Hanoi Peralta, and 5-year-old Caden Rivera. The investigation remains ongoing. Pro-Palestinian protesters demanding a ceasefire in Israel's war on Hamas and Gaza blocked traffic yesterday afternoon on the Manhattan Bridge. WNYC's Arun Venegopal was on the scene. There are hundreds of demonstrators out here, and they've successfully shut down traffic on the Manhattan Bridge in both directions for hours now, despite the rain. They say they picked this day because it's the busiest travel day of the year. Um, There is a banner across the archway of the Manhattan Bridge that says, Let Gaza Live. Uh, Many people are wearing T-shirts that say, Ceasefire Now. That's what they want. They want a permanent ceasefire. They say a temporary pause in hostilities is simply not adequate. We've got a nice day today, but there is some cold weather coming. We'll see highs today in the lower 50s, but it will be on the breezy side with wind gusts up to 30 miles an hour. Mostly clear tonight and cooler with lows in the lower 30s and sunny and breezy for tomorrow, but cold with highs in the upper 30s. It's 48 degrees in New York City, and that's the latest from the WNYC Newsroom. On this week's On the Media, does the rise of X signal the fall of traditional right-wing outlets? You don't have to have this website and a link that people have to click on. You can just say stuff and you can get attention. You know, you don't need to be Breitbart to do that anymore. Also, what does decolonization really mean? On this week's On the Media from WNYC. Find On the Media wherever you get your podcasts. On WNYC, I'm Michael Hill. Fare evasion costs mass transit agencies hundreds of millions of dollars every year. The PATH system is trying a novel approach to deter people from slipping through some of its turnstiles. But as WNYC Stephen Nesson reports, well, it has its kinks. The accessible fare gates on the PATH system, the wider ones, had a fatal design flaw. When you get close, they just open, whether you paid or not. So, recently the Port Authority installed an electronic reminder at more than 20 turnstiles throughout the system. When you get too close to a turnstile without paying, a voice says, Pay first. If you try it a second time, Violation. You didn't pay. And a little red light goes off. But here's where things break down. The light stays on for a while, more than a minute, and the turnstile is temporarily unusable. One of the challenges is the age of the equipment, and that's what causes it to take a long time to reset. That's Rebecca Cassidy, the assistant director of PATH. She says the turnstiles are 20 years old and admits riders do get frustrated and just hop the gate. But she says this is just a temporary solution. Starting next year, PATH hopes to install a new tap-and-pay system, similar to the MTA's Omni, which should make it easier for riders to pay. 
Stephen Nesson. Violation. WNYC News. NYC. I'm Carrie Nolan. The taste of a particular dish can bring back a flood of warm memories. WNYC's Community Partnerships Desk is asking New Yorkers to share what comes to mind when thinking about a favorite meal. My name is Patrice Coleman, and I live in St. Albans all of my life. My favorite recipe is chopped barbecue. My aunts made it. My mother never made it. But as a kid, when we went south, On the Greyhound bus, my Aunt Lillian always brought chopped barbecue on hamburger buns, and that was a big treat for us. It was like room temperature, you know, after the trip, but it was still good even though it wasn't hot. I always look forward to having that. At that time, my Aunt Mabel was the one that made the chopped barbecue, and I watched her. She had no real recipe. She cooked the pork and then cut it up, added vinegar, and hot sauce and cooked it some more until it fell apart. So I got tired of waiting for her to make it when I wanted some, and I learned myself. And so I do it now. I only make it about twice a year now, New Year's Eve, and when we have company up from the South. We always put coleslaw on top of the barbecue, sort of like a a thing with our family. Kids enjoy it too. One of my aunts just recently told me, don't put too much hot sauce in it. But she's gotten older now, can't take that that stuff like that anymore. But I just put hers to the side. One thing that comes up is who made the coleslaw, because sometimes, depending on who made it, it's not always that great, which which reminds me, my aunt, the same one that said, um, don't put too much hot sauce in it. She made coleslaw. My mother had company. I made chopped barbecue for her company, and my aunt made the coleslaw. But it was awful. It was really, really bad. So my daughter and I took it back off the table and added some more ingredients and things to it, and then we put it back. And everybody started raving about it. And my aunt Zadie said, oh, they just loved my coleslaw, (laughs) she said. (laughs) Everybody's really talking about it. But it was my daughter and I that had fixed it up. Patrice Coleman is a lifelong resident of St. Albans, Queens. WNYC's Community Partnerships Desk talked with her as part of a collaboration with the Queens Memory Project. Thanks for listening. This is NYC Now from WNYC. Be sure to catch us every weekday, three times a day, for your top news headlines and occasional deep dives. And subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. We'll be back this evening. I'm David Remnick, and each week on the New Yorker Radio Hour, my colleagues and I unpack what's happening in a very complicated world. You'll hear from the New Yorker's award-winning reporters and thinkers, Jelani Cobb on race and justice, Jill Lepore on American history, Vincent Cunningham and Gia Tolentino on culture, Bill McKibben on climate change, and many more. To get the context behind events in the news, listen to the New Yorker Radio Hour wherever you get your podcasts.